Welcome to No Hope, the podcast. Prepare to be gooped. Good day to you. Hello. Our Hello. sweet, sweet, hopeless listeners. We're back. We're just plowing through season three here. We Oh my God. We, I mean, we are so like, I have, I can't remember now. I think we somehow established that a season was mm. 21 episodes. God knows mm. why we decided that, but that's what we mm. decided. Yeah. And we are about a fourth of the way through a little okay. more than a fourth of the way through. I'm sure. So um, you were part of that decision. Cause I don't think I probably would have committed to 21 episodes per season. Well, who, who would commit to 21 episodes per mm -hmm. season? Although there are people who do not only one episode every week, but some people do two episodes a week. Well, we do like to have ass things, but we're still chugging along here. We're like we are the little, chugging along. We are the little engine that could. <clears throat> That, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Did you read and, that book and, as a child? Of course, I loved yeah. that book. I just feel like that has been coming. It, it keep like it just keeps coming up in my life the last couple of years. People keep referencing it. It's the first book I like remember as a as a very young child. I wish I oh, could, I, you know, have have like carry that positivity into my adult life, but you know. <laughs> Well, it's, a great it's, book. it's but it really is a capitalist book, isn't it? It's like <laughs> it's like you have you have to keep going no matter what. It's ambition, no ambition, drive, what, drive, drive. No matter, no matter what, what you've like, been given. Terrible resources you've been provided with. Ex exactly. It's a fuck. It's a it's and a then the kids at the end really are like, yay. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's you've a, worked yourself you know, into the ground. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of book, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know what? I never really thought about it that way, but, you know, thanks for that. <clears throat> this is no hope. This is, yeah. we, we, we can take anything. <laughs> right out of the we're gate. we're going to do today. Uh, we but are on a going positive, to do that today. Yeah, on a positive note, I, in the interest of making my own podcast experience better i have some exciting news which is i just bought like a shiatsu massager oh, so if, if you like hear some strange can you hear that do you hear that actually, at all i actually do not hear it no oh okay no if you hear like noises it's not what you might think I'm just, well, you know, having a I'm relaxing I'm assuming moment. that if, if we hear the noises, they're going to be coming out of you, right? <laughs> like, ooh, if I sound like, very happy. Right, right. If you sound, yeah. if you sound suddenly It's just static. some, like, weird, random, like, uh, uh, impulse buy, you know. So. Was it pushed by Amazon? By the... <clears throat> probably, I don't know. Probably, yeah. 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 But, but um, here we are. Here That's we my are. exciting right. news. Um, have you heard... Or do you know, any, I, this is so funny that I am bringing this up, but it's mm. so fucking bizarre that I have to bring it up. Have you okay. heard the the stuff about Patty Lapone and Aubrey Plaza? Yes. It's so, I mean, that it, you're right. You're right. That is surprising that you're bringing this up and I didn't even think to bring it up. But I keep being like, is this like real? Is this accurate what I'm reading? Or is this like something like that I just want to be true, you know, because like, right. She's she's like opening a play and she's like living with Patty on the Upper West Side or something. Here's to the ladies who lunch. Well, 
apparently the first time that I heard about this was a, an unnamed, an anonymous source. I okay. should keep them anonymous. Oh, okay. But this person has actually worked with oh. Patty Lapone in the past. Okay. And basically, the initial rumor was that Patty Lapone invited Aubrey uh -huh. to come and live with her. She shows up middle of the day like on a sunday or something the day aubrey. before she's supposed to rehearse yeah okay aubrey patty says let's have some wine and they start drinking mm -hmm. and then patty pulls out pills and says would you like one of these have you heard this story <laughs> no 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 <laughs> and so apparently keep going <laughs> Aubrey is like, uh, how am I supposed to say no right, to right, fucking right. Patty Lapone giving me pills? I mean, so are, are these like uh, are these like Eddies or uh, we don't know? We don't know well, if they're uppers no, or downers. The, the, all I know is yeah. that supposedly the next thing that 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 Aubrey is aware of mm. is that she is half naked in Patty's bed, lying next to Patty. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh and, my god, I want all of this to and, be true so badly. And doesn't know what has happened, but feels like something untoward may have occurred. What? And so then she Yeah You're and making this, is, this up. I well I promise you that I am not making it up. And the, the person who told me who shall remain anonymous yeah. Yeah. has said, of course, that there is absolutely no way to confirm or deny that right. this is but that if they were to wager a bet that it seems very possible that Patty is capable of such a thing. Oh, my like, God. Obviously. Allegedly. Obviously. Allegedly. I well, all of this is alleged, obviously. we don't. I mean, I feel like this is just some, like, gay theater world game of telephone or something. Like, I, mean, I feel like it, maybe it has just gotten out of hand, the, it the, is, the Patty it is so Aubrey stories. Because mm -mm. If, if Aubrey is really mm. living with her still, that's yeah. the part that I am uncertain about. So Right, that doesn't make any sense. That wouldn't make any sense. This, from this experience, Aubrey uh -huh. was like, I have to find someplace else to live. Uh -huh. So if she is actually still living with Patty Lapone, then I will agree that it seems less Very likely, unlikely. That this occurred. Unless, oh <clears throat> unless Patty was like, you know, we had a hell of a time. I'm sorry yeah. I gave you too much. Like, can we start <laughs> over again? <laughs> Oh my god, wait, isn't that some sort of song? Could we start again, please? Isn't that like the like added song to the Jesus Christ Superstar movie, or am I making that up? I'm I, also I, asking, I don't know. I've only, I'm asking yeah. the wrong person. I really I've just, only well, seen that movie. Well, I didn't once, think really, that really that's high. where you were going with that story, but nonetheless, fascinating. No, mine were much more PG little snippets I'd heard about Patty so what did just you being hear? ridiculous. What did you hear? Oh, I don't even remember the quote, unfortunately, but I like I forward it to people. But yes, just that they were living together and that Patty was like being ridiculous and be, like being like a like uh, kind of like mama bear, like battle axe type you know situation but yeah yeah which obviously seems quite realistic right your um, story has a lot more dark twists and turns <laughs> <laughs> either way i laughed i saw some comment where like somebody get andy cohen in a camera or something you know so oh yeah i was like well, oh. isn't this this should be filmed because they are both like characters obviously <laughs>
Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> apparently um, the play, mm-hmm. which is Danny in the Deep Blue Sea that Aubrey Plaza is doing at the uh-huh. Lucille Lortel, which okay. is her first play. Yeah, you know, it's not. It is. It is a very dated play, and it's a mm-hmm. two-hander, and it's extraordinarily dramatic, and it mm-hmm. involves a lot of probably. I mean, it's been a very long time since I read it, but probably like very questionable timely you know Mm -hmm. issues including i'm pretty positive that there is um abuse in the relationship oh wow Um, and 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 i can't imagine that it stands the test of time Mm -hmm. well in those Mm -hmm. regards Mm -hmm. but apparently uh neither of the the two leads are very strong uh, but, okay, well, you know, yeah. you're talking to a big old musical theater queen, so unless it's like a play that I like really, really yeah, like know, and it's like an esteemed stage actor, it's like very unlikely that I would go see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not planning to go see it, but, hmm. I, but, I, but I do like her. I mean, I really liked her in The White Lotus. I never watched yeah, she was great. Wreck, so. Yeah, I didn't watch that either, but she was, the things that I've seen her in, I have always thought she was a character. She was good. There's um, some meme where it's like, I'm very approachable. And then it's like a picture, like what I look like in real life. And it's like Aubrey Plaza, like on, you know, in that veranda and the white Lotus looking with the sunglasses on looking like an right, absolute right. like hard ass bitch. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I'm very approachable. Um, so my little like piece of like stupid, ridiculous gay theater news that I was going to ask you about is, you know, we keep talking about like, things we want to see in the West end or, you know, I think yours was like broke back mountain and I'm oh, like, Oh yeah. my God, I want to see cabaret so bad with Jake Shears, Jake which Shears. actually I think you, yes, you saw. Sadly, that's not the casting announced for it's coming here. Coming broad- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll still go see it. But, um, but um, also coming up in the West end, I just read that the, uh, they're making a Gwyneth Paltrow ski trial oh. musical. Did yes, you hear I saw that, that too. I did see that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. It's hilarious. Is it actually was, going to like a West end? I don't like that level of theater I or is it just like a fringe? So I'm sure it's like a fringe, but uh, the production company wrote prepare to be gooped. I really, I really hope there is a song called like, I wish you well, like an 11th hour song. (laughs) I mean, it did seem like a circus. It seems ripe for like a fringe type show. And most most of it was so ridiculous that you were like, is this like actual, like, like happening in a courtroom? Like, is this like logistically a real trial? Oh yeah, yeah, we need yeah. we need to find a property like this for you and Busy and I oh, to work on. Yeah, because I I feel like you mean that's got like a little hook right that like that that people enter entertained by like innately interested that in. People already kind of know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this original stuff is obviously not not working out for us. Mm, so totally. Um, yeah, obviously. So, <laughs> obviously, did you watch Theater Camp? By the way, I did. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. we talk about it? We did not. No, I don't think oh. so. Yeah, it was what cute. It was think? fun. It was entertaining. I liked it. Nathan Lee Graham was fabulous. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I wanted. I. I actually meant to write. I meant to write him. Yeah. Um. It was. He was. Yeah. There. All he of the scenes. Of I like. Sure. Fully laughed out loud. So yeah. Yeah. And I kind fun. of. I kind of liked the turn. 
of the uh, oh. what isn't 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 that Ben Platt's boy like boyfriend yeah, yeah, or husband yeah. in real like, life? No, he's uh, what's the his one name? who like, totally yeah. Uh, that he's the, the one stage who, manager like, guy saves the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. He was he was he was funny. I love the trajectory of like the finale song, basically, where it was like her oh. just like making it up. Even when that was happening, I was like, I bet this is not the last we hear of this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when they yeah, like yeah. actually started like legit singing at the end, I was like, okay, that's kind of brilliant. And it was like yeah. actually like had a nice hook. It was like kind of catchy too. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Um, Good times. We saw. Uh, did we, did I did I talk about Meow Wolf? Huh. In Vegas. I have what are you I don't know what you're saying again like what what word know, what word is this I know in Las Vegas and I think it actually started in Denver mm-hmm. this this these people I think they're all like burners these they, people they, these people they created <laughs> this thing they, they their company I believe is called meow wolf like meow oh, okay. like a cat like a cat wolf. yeah meow uh-huh. wolf and they create these like enormous like sort of experiential installations and they have one now in vegas of course because everything is in vegas like fucking everything is in vegas right yeah now. like everything. kylie if you want to spend fifteen thousand dollars a ticket uh but yeah. i'm not better <laughs> you can you can uh but meow wolf is now also in vegas at this thing called area 15 which is a massive warehouse of these various experiential sort of playgrounds okay. um and it is like it's something that i've been told to go see so many so many so many times and i finally saw it i can't even now remember when i saw it but but i've had it on my list of things to talk about for a bit so is this and, like um, sleep no more meets cirque du soleil meets burning man or something i'm trying to like picture what this is it's not well there's no perfect performances it's uh-huh. all self-generated but there oh, but, okay. but but it is sleep no more in terms of like there is an environment and a story mm-hmm. and details and you know notebooks and hmm. and things like at all of these different rooms um and you can go there and you can do this on many 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 levels you can be high out of your mind because uh-huh. you just visited the largest weed store on the planet called planet 13 oh my god in las okay. vegas because of which uh, is not too far away yeah or you can oh just go god. as a kid and be like wow this is really fucking cool there's all these lights and cool shit to look at mm-hmm. and stairs and places to climb and ladders and things or you can solve this mystery that mm-hmm. that well, well there are different things there but the main the main attraction is called omega mart Mm-hmm. And you go into this thing that looks like a little store and then you, you know, if you open the right freezer door, you realize it's a, you know, a portal into another realm. Hmm. Um, so the next time you go to Las Vegas, go to Planet 13. Okay. Get some edibles. I feel like go to based on what you're saying that what is it planet 13 would be planet ne- 13. would be necessary to make this entertaining to me <laughs> yeah i think i think ultimately it it's it, it is entertaining like mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. there is a lot like, of artistry and uh-huh. and and design and like incredible stuff to look at but yes i agree mm. it will be it will be 
more incredible if you go to Planet 13 first. I started uh, um, chuckling because I was thinking about I went to see Margaret Cho at Town Hall like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Her, yeah, and her opening, she was, she was fun. It was good. I haven't seen her in ages. But her opening comic was talking about uh, enjoying Planet 13. Not oh, really? Spe- not specifically Planet 13, just, oh. you know, enjoying just taking weed. edibles. Yeah, right, but right, he was right. talking about how he would routinely take a hundred milligram edible. I was like, "Oh my what? god!" <laughs> I was like, "Um, like what? Did, what would that even do to a human?" And then what? Put like put himself into some sort of coma? <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, "Whoa!" There's a professional. I was like, "If that's I mean, true, I'll- yeah." That's like that's like medicinal for people who are like in yeah. you know severe like in like stages late of, stage um, cancer yeah or yeah yeah <laughs> it's like what wow. the f wow good wow. times okay but I guess if you build up you know that's the thing. You build you build up you do ten one week Tolerance. fifteen the next yeah, yeah. exactly 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 hmm. um so so what's going on the, here this is the this is the first time that we have done this like. Uh-huh. We're get, we're going back to our roots. Done we're what? We're going back to our roots. It is we're we're doing a musical that we love and a musical that we hate. Yeah. Do you remember that? Do you remember when we used to do that? Yeah, I mean, but I've I've even described the podcast more recently as going far astray from its original format. Well, it it, it has it has. Yeah. But I think it's I, good I don't mean that in a bad way. In I a just while. mean sure. I think every once in a while it's yeah. great for us to be like, oh, we started out mm-hmm. talking about musicals we love and musicals yep, we hate. Yep, yep. And so we're going to do that on this episode and the next episode. We don't have a guest. I'm sorry to disappoint you. You're just going to be listening to us. It's okay. We've got more. Um, there's going to be more. So More what? Guests. More guests. Oh, yeah. So always more guests. We've got Dana Dantzler. We have. Basically... Um, uh, on on the line, yeah, on the party line. Brian Hemisoth is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a few have, to pitch we, yeah. too, so we'll do oh. that offline. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. You Exciting don't stuff. Here and then we can and then we and can then decide what? and then be like embarrassed. <laughs> I could be like, no, happens. no, <laughs> right? no. Exactly. No. I was like, no, that could go I wrong. Talk, I don't want to talk to that person. That could go no, wrong um, so many ways for me. So no. So the last time that we did this was episode thirty-one. Wow, and we're what now? Thirty-one. This is episode 51. Wow. So 30 episodes ago, we had an episode where it was just the two of us talking about musicals we love and musicals we hate. But today is the day. We're going to talk about that. And and according to our episode guide... Okay, yeah, what happens first? You are starting with a musical that you love. And ladies and gentlemen and all esteemed humans, Mm -hmm. we do not know what we are going we to don't. talk about yeah in this fact this is also yeah i barely know what i'm talking about because i'm so yeah. barely prepared <clears throat> and i just changed my mm-hmm. musical that i hate yeah. like a half an hour ago okay. i had picked one yeah yeah and yeah, then yeah i was like you know what it makes you more just sense feeling if i it. do I, I, okay. yeah i realized that i actually needed to do more research then <laughs> <laughs> well actually there's one that uh i almost blew my mic there there um there was one that i was like really excited to talk about and then as i started like just jotting down notes on the subway i realized 
I think I have it like at least I have like a full episode in me on that one. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. So I pivoted, I made, you know, I made a short list, but, and you're going to think that I'm really like scraping the bottom of the barrel because at this point we have talked about a lot of musicals. That list of musicals we have talked about is getting pretty long, but, um, but I still got a little yeah, side list is. going, um, and I thought this would be fun to talk about. And I'm pretty sure you probably didn't see this, but you will have some awareness. So, um, okay, this drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Without belaboring it, the musical that I want to talk to is it was on Broadway in 2012, and it is called Bring It On. I'll take first place and throw it in your face. Think you can beat me? Go ahead, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Once I have my score, you'll feel the wrath of God. So let the doubters and the haters and my tears be gone. I'm gonna bring it on. Fight me, fight time. I'm gonna bring it on. My destiny. Bring it on. Gonna bring it on. Oh. Did you see that? No, but isn't it based on the the It's based the on the film. Movie? Yes. Yeah. So, it is based on the sort of like teen comedy Bring It On from the year 2000, uh which starred like Kirsten Dunst. Wait, this is a musical that you love. Yeah. I mean, I would say both the musical I love and maybe don't love are they're st- somewhere on the right, continuum, right, 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 but right. um but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this musical quite a bit. Like, okay. and that, that was part of its charm. So, um, so yeah, it's based on the film, which I feel like it was actually quite a big hit. So I feel like most people yeah. are actually like yeah. pretty aware of it with like it Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst, Dunst and Eliza Dushku. That's how you say her name, right? She I was think like, that is how you she say was like big in that era. Really remember. And Gabrielle was. Union, Gabrielle Union was in it as well. Um, and then it was kind of like two high school cheerleading teams, and they were preparing for a national competition. And then one of them was like, you know, from like the inner city, and then one of them was like, you know, sort of like the more entitled kids. So, but yeah, it was like a big hit. And then um, this. Came uh, the well. This was interesting because it was originally, and I remember it at the time. It it toured. It had like a full on national tour before it went to Broadway. So the national tour was like in 2011, oh. and then it kind of like ended coming to Broadway, um, where it had like a limited engagement. So I actually don't think a ton of people saw it. And what's actually super weird is I don't remember like how or why I got the ticket. Um, uh, like I know that I didn't take it upon myself to be like, oh, I'm going to go see Bring It On the musical because I didn't know much, if anything, about it. So I'm like okay. almost positive that I got free tickets through someone. I thought I went with Chris, but he's like, no, it wasn't me. And I literally texted like five or six people last night of like usual suspects, like thinking... So I'm baffled. I'm like absolutely baffled. So so this you don't like, actually remember seeing I this show? No, 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 no. What's weird is like, and I'm like apologize to whatever kind human being like facilitated this, but I like remember seeing the show quite well. But like the circumstances of how I came to see it and apparently who I was even with has now escaped me. And they were like crazy good tickets. They were like 
fifth row center orchestra or something. Wasn't this at like the St. James or something? It was. Yeah. It was yeah, at the St. James. Okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't there for like super long, but yeah, my, I had like zero awareness of it. Like, obviously I thought the, um, the film was like kind of cute and funny and it was like a free ticket. So I went. Right. Yeah. And then I, rem- I distinctly remember like halfway through the first act being like, why is the musical to bring it on? Like, weirdly good <laughs> and i was like just scratching my head about it and then i remember like opening my playbill like during intermission and being like holy shit this is like literally the creative team is like stacked it was um so like tom kit uh did the music from like next to normal and if then and spongebob as well as Lynn Manuel, like also did oh. the music and provided what? some lyrics. So you know, obviously Lynn Manuel of In the Heights and Hamilton, um, Amanda Green also furnished lyrics. Um, so she worked with Tom Kitt on High Fidelity, and she uh, was the lyricist for Hands on a Hard Body. Remember that show oh, with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. with our um, pal yeah, Kathleen, Kathleen Monteleone, um, and then Jeff Witte did the book of like Avenue Q. Um, oh. And then uh, director and choreographer was, hopefully I don't butcher his last name, Andy Blankenbuehler, uh, you know, like Lin-Manuel's collaborator from In the Heights and Hamilton. He also did like Nine to Five and Bandstand, oh, wow. and Cats Revival. So I'm looking at this like, what in the hell? I was like, so it made sense to me then because I was just like, oh, okay. But it still was so random. I was like, I had no idea all of these people were involved with this. And then I looked back at the cast because I didn't remember. And the cast were a lot of like kind of who's who of like up and coming performers. But I like, I, so I was listening to this, the cast album like a lot over the last day or two. But I looked and it was like Taylor Louderman played the lead and she was, um, people probably know the original Regine, uh, Regina George in Mean Girls. Um, oh. And then Adrian Warren was one of the leads, as in like Tina from the Tina Turner musical. Oh. Um, and Ariana DeBose. Uh, hello, oh, like wow. West Side Story. She was one of them. And then also like Kate Rockwell, who was the original Karen Smith in Mean Girls, was also in it. So I'm like, this entire show was just like freaking stacked. So and it was solid. And so I went and so I remember just having this like a really, really good time. Oh, and then also like it was really, really good choreography. But then they were doing like full on, um, you know, like, like cheer, cheer routines stuff. and stuff. Right, right, so. Right, right. Which I looked and I think uh, Andy had brought in like uh, like a professional like cheer person for like that part of it. Um, and this is also the reason that I literally say no almost to nothing. If somebody's going to offer me a ticket, I go. And it's like nine times out of ten, it's like, you know, meh. Or like, oh, okay, that was good. But like occasionally, like y- you'll just like stumble across the most random thing. Um, but yeah, it was like... I listened to it back and I was like, this is like very solid musical theater writing. I mean, you wouldn't like listen to the album. Like you would listen to, what did your mom say? Like sting or something like, but, sting but, or the Eagles or the Eagles. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was like, it was, it was like very fun. And, um, and also just like, who doesn't love like, uh, 
like cheerleading competitions. I mean, there's something about well, it that's like innately ridiculous and appealing to me. <clears throat> Did you ever watch I, that like Netflix documentary, the cheer documentary? I, I didn't. And I think I, I remember it. What was it? Was it called cheer? It was called Cheer, yeah. yeah. I watched both I seasons of that I, Wasn't business. there some like controversy? Well, yeah, there was a controversy. It, but one of the one of the cheer, the the male cheerleaders, there was a bit of a situation after the fact. But uh, but I, that became known after the first or the two, the full documentary aired and everything. And it was that part was quite unfortunate. But I was really into the documentary. So I'm just like any any time where they're like deep diving into like people that are like really hardcore like grinding against like a goal that is seems like kind of ridiculous is appealing to me i mean they would have because it was this uh it was like novaro college it's like a community college that like is like who who cares basically (laughs) and uh but oh, people so would classes. Well, I know. No, I'm just mean that it's like a random ass community college in like the middle of nowhere. So, but like all of these people would move, like specifically move there for the cheer program. It, and oh. it kind of like reminded me that we actually, if like in show choir in high school, we had like a couple students who like moved to the district, their families moved to the district so that they could be in the show choir. And even at the time I was like, that is the most ridiculous, sad shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, that is awful. <laughs> like, what? Your your family is making decisions about where to move so you could be sacrifices. In, like, show choir for They're like a couple sacrifices. years or something. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what are some things? Because you said you said that you both loved, and there were things that you did. Like, what are some things that you truly loved? Like, what are some moments or songs that you were like, "Oh my god, this is the bomb." Um, well, there's, I mean, you can, it's immediately clear as you're listening through, I don't think this answers your questions, but question, but it's immediately clearly when you're listening to the score, like which are like Tom Kitt songs and which are like Lin-Manuel songs, like literally sounds like you could like lift the song and like drop it into Hamilton. Like, oh, wow. It's like got okay. all of the Lin-Manuel checkboxes and everything, but it totally works for the show because like almost every other song is this like really high octane, like over the top, like song that like clearly they could like run around and like cheer to. And then it'll like the song will like end with this like big explosive boom where you could like kind of like imagine like confetti cannons, but like, you know, being like, you know, shot into the audience. So it's that kind of right. Right. But then there's also like the, you know, quieter musical theater ballads and I want songs. And like, it is actually like written like, you know, like a standard kind of like musical theater show. But I think it's just like, uh, I feel like, you know, it's nice when like the material like fits the intention and like the appropriateness Ooh. for the show. Like it, like everything that about is it so just hearkening com- to what I'm going to talk oh, about okay. later. Like it just it like it just right. works, it works basically. Right. It's not trying to be anything that it isn't. It's like just right. very successfully doing like you know what it's supposed to do. Yeah. 
And then, like I said, what, just the caliber of talent involved, like, obviously, like, elevated the whole thing. What is the I Want song? These Truman girls were superhuman girls, and when they started to fly, I knew that I would find a way to be up there one day, cause in that moment I finally knew what I was born to do. Go! I'm definitely not some like for me it was like the overall like experience of seeing right, the right, show right, in person. Right. Like I said, you wouldn't it's not like, like listen you to have... it. Like it was like yeah, I don't I'm not like I would recommend this as an audition song for someone, but maybe because I feel like the whole show is kind of like a deep cut. But then again, you know what? I was also listening to it and I was like, you know what? This could be somebody's rent, you know, some kid's rent, you know. So, which is the you same mean thing. They could be that obsessed with it. Like they could be that obsessed with it. Like sure. I, I mean, which I was thinking about when I saw what was that travesty of, of musical, that sci-fi musical, the um, <clears throat> Be More Chill. Yeah, and I was oh. like, it, it was not a good evening for me. But people seemed very into it. <laughs> like oh, younger folks. Uh, and I was like, you know what? This this might be their rent. So, well, so who am I to, to Broadway, say? It came to Broadway <laughs> no, no. because to Broadway. of the popularity yes, that exactly. it had online, exactly. right? Exactly. So yes, you are correct. It was mm-hmm. someone's rent. It mm-hmm. was many many people's. It was rent. many people's rent. Oh, now I got to look up what the now I got now I'm like what is the name of the I Want song? There's, I feel like there was like one or two when I was listening to it. It was like what I was born to do. They, oh, so I should mention that they totally like it says it's very loosely based on the film. So actually, when I was listening back and reading the plot and everything, they kind of like rewrote the entire thing. So it's it oh. bears little resemblance to the um, to the film. But uh, so in the in the musical, the whole drama is she starts and they're part of this core like team, but then uh, they get like redistricted. There's like a redistrict. So she has to move to like more of this like inner city type school. And that creates a lot of drama and they don't have a, they don't have a cheer squad there. They just have like a dance squad. So she's got to like convince people to like make a cheer squad. And then, you know, like drama ensues. And then they find out, uh, at the end that all along there was like uh there was this girl that she was like shepherding at her original school and she ended up orchestrating the whole thing so she was kind of like the villainess and blah 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 so you mean she she ended up orchestrating the redistricting yeah like through her mom and yeah 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 drama um because in the movie it's just two schools right i think yeah in the movie it's just two two schools yeah it's very basic yes very basic so they kind of like made the plot a little more intriguing. Um, and then, yeah, at the end, I like at the end because the, um, which that's, I think that was actually kind of true of the movie too, right? But so they, the, 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 the school, the newly formed cheer squad, they don't win at the end. They do not win at the right. end. But they right. learn right. that friendship was the goal all this time. All along. All it, along. So exactly. lessons are learned, Tim. Um, what else? Uh, uh, fun fact: It was the first Broadway musical to feature a trans high school character. Oh, um, that's in cool. 2012. I don't believe the actor that played the role was trans, but 
apparently that has there have been subsequent tours and that is no longer the case uh, okay so that there's that um yeah so i enjoyed it um i was kind of wondering well i don't know do you have any do you have any other questions for me did was this something that was on your radar? Do you know anybody I mean, that went to I, go see it? Did you? I remember. I remember when <clears> it was <throat> playing because I, for some reason, I remembered the theater that it was in. I remember walking hmm. by there. Um, I remember really liking the movie, but I think you know, in 2012, I probably. I mean, I was gonna say I was seeing less theater than I do now, but right mm-hmm. now I'm not. I'm not fucking seeing hardly any theater actually. Mm. Um, I'm saying all of it for you. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, um, yeah, I, I don't, I did not know that Lin-Manuel had anything to do with it. Um, if you listen to the score once, I will. you will yeah. know. And in fact, you probably would have guessed. And I, but I do remember that um, Tush, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tamisha Harris, who, yeah. who we worked with on, on uh, uh, a couple of cabarets and on our early productions of mm-hmm. Hello, My Name is Billy, I believe that she is in the film Bring It On 2. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, wait a second. Yeah. One thing when I was looking about the movie is that it. I don't think I realized the extent of the sequels. It said oh. that there were six, six yep. direct-to-video sequels, none of which yep. had the original cast members. <laughs> yep. And I think yeah. the last one may be like horror based because it's called like Bring what? It On, Cheer or Die. <laughs> Maybe they should turn that one around and make that a musical. <laughs> that would be a fun musical. P.S. A lot of these people were die. like, a lot of these people ultimately became associated with the Mean Girls, um, the Mean Girls musical. Um, are you excited about the upcoming film? Um, I'm curious. Excited enough. For sure. Curious. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, Bring It On Again was no, in 2004. E- yes. Mm-hmm. Then, oh my God. So it was Bring It On Again, Bring yeah. It On All or Nothing. Yeah. Hayden Panettiere. How oh, she was in that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bring It On Ghost and uh-huh. Bring It On Cheer or Die. There's oh, a few other bring ones it on the there too. In It to Win It. Yeah. Bring it on, fight to the finish. Bring it on, worldwide cheers. You could hashtag like, cheers. Have smack. a whole weekend and just kind of hold yourself up and have like a really sad. Uh, what would you even call it? There's seven of them. Accept a, a accept feature. I, I don't know. Um, I'm very intrigued by the cheer or die one though. That that, and ghost. that could be something. Mm-hmm. Ghost. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, um, so yeah, the Mean Girls. Uh, so so you're 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 intrigued. I do find oh, it's funny that they that it was originally a film and then a musical and now it's a film musical. It's kind of ridiculous. Oh. oh god, I feel like you're going down a rabbit hole now. Well, I wanted to see if if Tush was indeed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you in know the, what? Maybe yeah. maybe she was in a tour or a production of mm-hmm. it because well, it se- seems like it had this whole like. It. Seemed like it was its whole industry from like. She just, yeah. I feel like it was like she a twenty-year, twenty-year industry of bring it on. Um. Wow. Well. That's what I have to All say. Right. That's what you have to say. All right. Well, here we go. Bring it on. Uh, a musical that Scott surprisingly 
surprisingly loved. enjoyed. And you know what? They probably do. Well, I was thinking about this too. They probably do. You know, it's it's a high, it's set in a high school. They probably do this all the time, like high school musicals and regional and. Which is clearly so. what it seemed like it was kind of designed for since it was mostly tours and just had a limited engagement. But they must just really dumb down the, the, the cheerleading or something. Or who knows? Maybe if it's a school with a good cheer program. Right. They well, like they just have the cheer. The... They cast the cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, exactly. Get the get the cool kids to do theater for a bit. It's like when, you know, you would like beg the football player to join the show choir. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. That's what I got to say. Well, um, I'm going to talk about a musical that I hate. And this is actually a movie musical. It is an original movie musical. An original movie musical. An original movie musical. See, I feel like a year or two ago you would get furious with me and say that I was breaking the rules by doing that. But because it wasn't on the stage. Well, well, why, well, why don't you just go true. ahead? Why don't you just go ahead? I'm going to shut up. That's not true. In fact, the last time that we did this, mm-hmm. when I did a musical that I loved, I did Rocket Man, and you didn't yell at me about that. Yeah, I never time. had a problem. I was never the one with the problem. I just remember you were incensed when I brought up like things like South Park or whatever. No, mm. I was only incensed about South Park because you used it before me. <laughs> I fucking love <laughs> that truth. musical. Truth comes out now. All right, I'm 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 ready. I want to hear what you hate or dislike. Or I I'm, I'm so curious by. to to hear uh, your opinion on this because I think everyone has an opinion on this, mm. um, and that is the Greatest Showman. <laughs> um, the Greatest Showman is a film Oy. from 2017. <laughs> yeah, it was written by. Uh, the screenplay was written by Jenny Bix and Bill Condon. Who? With a story by Jenny Bix. Bill Condon was the guy who did uh, Chicago, right? That that sounds right. That tracks. I'm going to say and yes. And the music, the, the songs, sorry, the score is by John Debney and Joseph Trapanese. But the songs are really what make the musical. Yes. Um, and what, what make the musical known. And those are by... Pasek and Paul, as mm. they're known, a, a a songwriting duo, not unlike ourselves, except they are enormously famous and popular <laughs> and wealthy and successful. Um, <clears throat> and what and one of them is straight, actually. Is I think is that is that correct? I believe that is true. Yeah, I think Paul. I think pa- Paul is straight. Yeah, not Pasek to like. Is, <laughs> I mean, uh, not to like out straight people. Not to like straight shame people. Yeah, or, or wait. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're just no, I'm just we don't do that. I'm saying that's what? how they differ from us because oh, okay. one of us is I was not like, straight. Why is that I'm of saying. note? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're also so, like they're also younger than us, which is also which is Are you also fucking serious? De- which is also extremely depressing. Really? <clears throat> oh yeah. How much? I don't know, but I'm like Yeah. Oh, <laughs> There's that part this too. Is so depressing. Oh, oh, so Pasic <laughs> is thirty eight. Yeah, okay. What about Paul? I'm going to guess maybe he's like the same age, maybe a year older. They're both 38. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. So they must have I think they like teamed up at, I'm making, could be making this up, but like NYU Tisch or something like that. I feel like they probably were in one of those programs. One Uh, of those programs. Paul went to University of Michigan. They both Mm. went to University of Michigan. Hmm. 
Hmm. They both went to University of Michigan. Oh, I was fascinated okay. when I was talking about, uh, or when I was looking up, um, side note, Andy Blankenbuehler. Uh, he's like from Cincinnati and graduated from St. Xavier High School, which is where my dad went to high school. I was like, oh, if I God. ever run into Andy Blankenbuehler, I'm going to have stuff to talk about. And I looked up when I was researching Kate Rockwell, who I said was Karen Smith, the Amanda Seyfried role in the Mean Girls musical, and was in... Um, uh, and was in Bring It On, that she, too, was raised in Cincinnati. I was like, what's in the water in Cincinnati wow. with musical theater performers? I don't know. Um, persist. All right. so, <laughs> Continue. The, the greatest showman. Yeah. Um, this is, an, um, I, th I'm taking this from Wikipedia. My sources mm -hmm. today are from primarily Wikipedia, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, um, a thing called the Cinemaholic. Mm, okay. uh, let me see. Um, oh my what gosh. is this called? Screen Rant. Uh, and finally, Substream Magazine. Did you see this in the theater? I did not. I okay. saw this. Well, that this was is, the problem. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> this is one of Russ's favorite films. Okay. Um, and, he, and he loves this musical. And so we watched mm. it at the woods on, on uh, this amazing, huge yeah. projector thing that, mm. that they have. Um, so it's an American biographical pop musical drama film, which is hysterical. <laughs> but that's what they call it. Directed by oh, Michael like, Gracie in his directorial de debut. It stars an ensemble cast led by Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, Michelle Williams, Rebecca Ferguson, and Zendaya. Um, featuring Rebecca nine. Ferguson. She was never enough. That was her, right? She was oh, the never enough song? woman. I'm pretty sure. Now, in the in Wikipedia, it says the film is based on the story and life of P.T. Barnum, a showman and entertainer, mm. and his creation of the Barnum and Bailey Circus and the lives of its star attractions. Seems like a very uh, faithful representation, too. That that <laughs> so there there are a couple of reasons that I hate this this movie so much. <clears throat> okay, but that's that's probably the biggest one. <laughs> is I'm like why. Why do you have to call him P.T. Barnum? Like, it's nothing, there is nothing right. about this movie come that up is with actually a fictitious factual. Name. Like, just, mm -hmm. yeah, just say you're a fictitious circus guy, you know? Yeah. But the other reason that I hate this movie so much, and, and this is one of those, like, definitely hate love, because mm -hmm. I cannot deny the, ever the that there are some songs in the this fucking thing. Uh -huh. Totally. Like, like I, I, what is this one big song called? This is me. I mean, of course, this is me is a fucking right. great song. Um, Never enough is a fucking great mm. song. Pink's version, I think, is is, is it? Oh right, that, they did the whole the album uh, with, with pop stars, kind of like so. Hamilton, Kelly Clarkson you know? did one on there too. But yeah, they like yeah, oh, they remember yes. they redid the whole the whole the whole yes. album with like yes. yeah people covering yes. it. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember the Kelly so, one was good. <laughs>
that. Or maybe that's the never enough one. Maybe. And the, um, Damn. All right, I think going. it is. I think Kelly Clarkson is never yeah, enough. That's... And I think Pink is a million stars or a million dreams. That a million dreams. Right. A million dreams. Yeah. So, so the thing that I hate the most is the fact that it has actually very little to do with P.T. Barnum's actual life. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing that I hate <clears throat> the most is that none of the music gives you any idea <laughs> of what the movie is about or even, not sorry, what time period we are yeah. in or even what the movie is about. Yeah. Um, all of it just 100%. sounds like pop songs. Right. All of it just sounds like pop songs, which mm -hmm. it, which they are, which is great. And they're great fucking pop songs. But like, why the fuck are you writing a musical about a circus and you don't even ever hear a single like circusy sound? There's not even an accordion mm -hmm. to be had unless it's like on like layer 17 of the track or something. <laughs> and it makes me fucking crazy. So there's there's a there's a lot of um of wonderful uh, little quotes on Rotten Tomato from from various critics. What percentage did um, they get? Uh, the critics fifty six percent. Okay, but audiences, it's like, I think eighty something. Lap, lapping it up. Hmm. Uh, hang on a second. I have to. I have to. Fuck. We're gonna have to edit this. Oh. Uh, fifty. Yeah. Why? No. Fifty six percent. Okay. Fifty-six percent critics. Critics. Eighty-six percent. Yeah. All right. Eighty-six percent. That, um, that doesn't surprise me in the least. Mm. But you're probably going to so, say this, but I don't. It wasn't. It wasn't originally like a big commercial hit. The movie in theaters. I don't believe it was that successful. It was the soundtrack. Kind of people started to get obsessed with the soundtrack, and then it kind of took on a new life. Oh. I wasn't. Well, wow, maybe that. I'm educating you a little bit, but yeah, it was like I mean, not, I hadn't. It was like, like I told you, I literally changed <laughs> just my decided mind a half like an hour thirty ago. minutes ago. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, so it says that it spent 219 days in release, having grossed 174.3 uh -huh. million in the United States and Canada, and 267, 260.7 million in other territories for a worldwide total. Of four hundred and thirty-five million oh against a production budget of eighty-four. So I think you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm wrong. I think you're totally you're wrong. Ta you're talking about the end result. I'm just saying that there was like a lag, and when it first came out, it was not. It took a while. I remember it was the soundtrack that like people right. started to like get hooked on. Which is really fucked up because when you look on IMDb, mm -hmm. Pasek and Paul are not even listed as writers. That doesn't make any sense. And mm -hmm. and yet, it, they are the film. Mm -hmm. I mean, those songs oh, yeah. are the film. It would uh, not however, have been however, successful without the songs. No, no. <laughs> Period. Um, Tara Brady of the Irish mm. Times says... The film's insistence that Barnum's freak show is born from warm, fuzzy humanity and very contemporary notions of inclusivity is not just historically inaccurate. It's at odds with the greatest showman's extremely pretty idea of freakery. Mm. Pink hair? 
question mark. <laughs> Richard Brody of The New Yorker says the director, Michael Gracie, delivers quick doses of excitement in splashy scenes, but has little feel for the choreographic action, offers scant historical substance and displays slender dramatic mm. insight. I got to remember, I don't even like honestly remember the non-musical scenes. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I also feel like I maybe saw it on a plane. It was like so low on my radar. Oh, or no? Well, that's kind of the worst way you could. It watch was on my radar. I was just not interested. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Wendy Eyed of the UK Observer says, "Imagine Todd Browning's 1932 pre-code horror film Freaks." asset stripped by a third-rate Boz Lerman wannabe, <laughs> the chilling refrain, one of us, sanitized into something closer to a soft drink commercial oh. tagline than a menace. Hmm. Did you ever see Freaks, by the way? No. Uh-uh. I Wait. mean... Are you talking about the... It's a, it's a black and white film. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I have From not. From 1932. I have not. And I have it, not. It, no. it actually... I mean, it's... I, I, I expect that it's probably very controversial, but it is mm -hmm. the first time on film that people with various um, what, how, genetic abnormalities, mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. is the word that I would use, um, and or disabilities were shown in, um, and, and it was a very shocking film at the time because most people had no had not contact yeah. with people that didn't look like themselves, you know, mm -hmm. or, well, that's also possibly a not a completely accurate statement. But um, anyway, so that is, uh, but it's a very, very like classic sort of film for that reason. Uh, Matthew Lacona of the San Diego Reader says, Historians now agree that Barnum wasn't the one who said there's a sucker born every minute, but it's mm. hard to escape the feeling that you're being sold a poptimist bill of goods here. Mm. And finally, this is my last one. Matthew Norman of the London Evening Standard. For all its cheeriness, brio, and strong cast, this is a phony baloney film with heartstring tweaking, soul-stirring ambitions. It is, by a laughable margin, too transparently manipulative to realize. So <laughs> this is, yeah um that that's that's how i feel about uh the do movie. you know it anyone is... that really likes this film except russ, for russ, russ okay. loves this film i i don't know i don't think i've ever talked to anyone else about it to yeah. be honest really at length hmm. i mean most people love that song the kiala subtle this one is me. this is me yeah right yeah yeah I totally uh, forgot, honestly, that Michelle Williams was in it, question mark. Yeah. Zendaya. I guess, you no, know, I kind of remember Zendaya being in it. I barely I remember Zendaya. I remember Zac Efron because I uh -huh. remember that one scene, which is actually a quite a fun scene between the two of them, Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron that happens like in a bar and they like mm -hmm. tap dance or something, I think. Um, Does that sound familiar to you at all? Vaguely. No. Yeah. Like I said, uh, uh, it was sort of like, uh, it felt like homework 
me seeing it. I was like, well, I should probably see what all the kids are talking about here. But um, so Lee Monson of Substream magazine has a (laughs) this is this is a pretty funny little paragraph. Mm. Let's make one thing clear. Making a feel good musical about P.T. Barnum is a really, really bad idea. This isn't to say that making a musical about the circus is doomed to failure. On the contrary, the theatrics and suspension of disbelief inherent in the live performative arts would make circus spectacle a near ideal setting for a musical. But to make P.T. Barnum the centerpiece of such a film is gaudy and crass, a celebration of a man who built his name and reputation through the exploitation and labor of the disabled and outcast, as well as the abuse of animals for the sake of grotesque amusements. Ignoring this is the greatest showman's greatest stumbling block, causing an otherwise competent musical to falter in his <clears> desire <throat> to glorify a bad man to the detriment of mm. all else. So that is and this is the, the other thing. The thing that makes me crazy about this is that like this movie still could have been made even if they had introduced some of these less desirable characteristics. In fact, it probably would have been far more interesting. But it wouldn't have made as much money, Tim. This is obviously like a craven cash grab, a big box office, big tent, PG, everybody's welcome film. But Hugh Jackman wanted to make this film for years. Like this was his passion project to play this character. Well, I'm sure the film that came out was not his original passion project. I would hope not. I would. Really, I would give really him more not. credit than that. I'm sure that it was like diluted by like money, you know. Yeah. You're not get. You don't I give him credit. So. Today is the day. On this day in November, you said you hate Hugh Jackman. I don't hate Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. I think he's fascinating, a fascinating well, character. But are you gonna like but, um, grossly like you know? Like all those people would be like, he broke up with his wife. He must be gay. Mm. Well, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, as a matter of fact, I just said that today. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You're not proud. (laughs) Um, Hey, did you know there was an actual musical? uh, Just to pivot real quick away from that, uh, that called Barnum. Oh. Yeah, like an old, like an, it existed before, right? Yeah, I have to admit, I like shockingly don't know that much about it. It's a Cy, Col- Cy Coleman musical that um, from nineteen eighty. Wait, who is Cy Coleman? Uh, oh my God, he's done a million things. I mean, City of Angels, among other things, oh, but okay. And what Will Rogers Follies and uh, on the twentieth century, maybe? Yeah, like lots of stuff. Uh, yeah, Will Rogers Follies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know it very well, but now I'm going to be inspired to because maybe that was a better musical. Premiered in April 30th, 1980 at the St. James Theater. Oh, mm. my God. Yeah. It ran there for 854 go. performances. Who knew? I'm like, uh, do I know any songs from it? Mm, no, I don't. But no. you know what? It was probably a stronger musical than The Greatest Showman. I, I mean, is it as catchy? Do people know it? No, no clearly not. They do not. They do not. They do oh, not. there's a sucker born every minute is a song in Barnum. There, th- that that sentiment is is repeated in many mm. of these reviews because mm-hmm. they're, they're basically saying like, "Hey, Barnum would have loved this movie because because 
you all bought into it, you know, <laughs> and none of it's real. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry I didn't um, vehemently disagree with you. What What would you do if I was like, oh, my God, that was like my favorite film of like the last decade? Well, I was hoping. I was really, really hoping. <laughs> no. But Sorry. Uh, wait, I was going to say, oh, I know what I was going to say. I was going to. So the thing that's so fascinating, and, and I meant to mention this earlier when I first brought up uh, Pasek and Paul as as our, um, I'm certainly not going to use the word contemporaries, but as people who, um, who you know, are are similar in that they both write, we both write musical theater and we're mm -hmm. both like, you know, uh, middle-aged white guys, although they're not really middle-aged. They're just hurtling toward it. Towards they're hurtling it. toward it. Thank Whereas God. We're Thank like God. They're going to be old soon. We're like knee deep in it. So. I don't think that I've talked to you since I went to, and I'm, I promise this mm. will all come around, since I went to the Sinead O'Connor tribute concert. Oh, did no, I, no, did no, I talk no, to you no. about that? No. Uh -uh. So I went to this, the, the Sinead O'Connor tribute concert. What was that crowd um, Aug like? Augustino and I, um, you know, it was very strange. It was, I mean, it was a strange lineup. Like mm. a lot of people that I did not know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I got to see uh, Martha Wainwright, who I had never oh, seen perform okay. before. I haven't seen her before, but yeah, I like her. She sang Nothing Compares to You. And she was quite funny because she said mm. um, that, that, that I think it was the band leader who had put the show together. And she said, you know, I can't remember his name and I apologize, but he he called me up and said, you know, would you sing this song? And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I would have to be an idiot to say yes, but I would also have to be an <laughs> idiot to say no. So I'm going to fucking do it. And, you know, here we go. We'll see what happens. Huh. And and she was quite fascinating and was definitely one of the highlights. But the sort of names that they had drawn you in with were, yeah. of course, John Cameron Mitchell, who was oh, um, okay. who uh. Uh, was part of the bill. Um Suzanne Vega. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and then there was someone else that I shoot that I that I should be able to repeat. But anyway, I I wanted to see it, and mm -hmm. and Augustino and I had not seen each other in a while, and she and I were kind of obsessed with the I think it was called Dancing Lessons that album, the Sinead O'Connor album that came out in like the early two thousands. Do you okay. remember that album? Nope. Missed that one. I wanna go dancing. I mean, I've been listening to Sinead O'Connor a ton since yeah. her death, as I, I think rabbit, many people have. And I actually, yeah. yeah, I actually have been listening to a bunch of albums that I had never listened to before. Um, and so it was, it was, uh, there was some really beautiful moments. There was a woman mm. um, who I had not heard of who sang Black Boys on Mopeds, and I was totally mm. fucking just wept. It was, it was gorgeous. And uh, that's also one of my favorite songs. Yeah, that song is gorgeous. Extraordinarily depressing every time you listen yeah. to it. Because oh, yeah, God, once again, you're like, what the fuck has changed? Right, Nothing. right, 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 right. England's not the mythical land of Matt and George and Black boys on mopeds and I 
But when the truth, yeah, Sinead, yeah, people just didn't want so, to hear it. So when Suzanne Vega yeah. came out, I was sort of like, you know, I don't know that much about Suzanne Vega. I know that she wrote Tom Steiner and sure. My Name Is Luca, right? Mm-hmm. That that's that's pretty much all I know. But I was like, she's been around for a while. She's kind of a folksy hero in a way. I thought maybe I don't know. Is that true? Uh, I mean, I you don't know anything about I, Suzanne. I was Vega. Say I'm not a big Suzanne Vega. But Person. her introduction, first of all, <laughs> she she chose she chose to sing all apologies, which oh, you know the, Ver- the Sinead Nirvana Sinead cover. Sinead O'Connor covered it. Yeah, but it wasn't her song, and the right. song that she, the cover was not like you know some miraculous like retelling right, 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 of right, right. the song. It was fairly close to the original, to the original. song. Yeah, yeah. What else? So it was an odd choice. And then, but before she sang, she said, you know, I, uh, I, I always, uh, you know, Sinead O'Connor was such a force and I always had this uh, admiration and rivalry. Oh. And I was like, and I was like, oh my God, like how fascinating huh. to say this at a tribute concert, like right. where everyone is talking about the impact that yeah. she had on their lives and... I mean, to be honest, most people didn't really go into that much detail or, or introduction of it. But oh, one of the odder uh, people was, I think he's like the lead singer of the Magnetic Zeros. Do you know okay. that, that nope. group? It's like that big group. Yeah, I've heard they of sing them, that song yeah. Home. Oh, yeah. And he has okay. This really like low, gravelly voice, like almost like Bob Dylan y. And he's kind of just like this kind of frumpy, like 50 something year old guy. It was, mm. it was a very fascinating uh, uh, take. <clears throat> anyway, so I just was. I mean, there was something that was kind of like jarring and disturbing about mm. Suzanne Vega saying this. But at the same time, I was like, <laughs> how amazingly sort of honest. Also, no, you like know, truth she was bombs. like, yeah, Delivering I was like, truth be- bombs, because the amount of people who know who well, Sinead O'Connor is and who uh, whose lives yeah, yeah, were yeah, impacted yeah, 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 by yeah, Sinead O'Connor yeah, yeah. and the amount of people whose lives were impacted by Suzanne Vega are you know, probably a, a fraction comparatively, well. but it, it, I don't know. I've thought about that statement a great deal <laughs> since then. And, what, and why, why, why have it? you like, thought about it so much? I mean, maybe she just needed to, maybe, I mean, Suzanne Vega has her own fan following for many people. Suzanne Vega is their Sinead O'Connor, I'm sure. So maybe, they really did have a rivalry and maybe she's like, oh, I got asked to do this. And um, therefore, you know, if I'm going to be honest about this, I should, you know, be honest about it. I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, practice empathy and assume there is a. Wow. There, there is a reason. You're going to practice <laughs> empathy? I, Are you feeling all right? I am. Yeah, I am. I am growing as a human being. 
I am changing. I I applaud that. I Mm -hmm. applaud that wholeheartedly. But I but But I I wasn't there in the moment and you're like, it wasn't that. (laughs) No, it might have been. It might have been. Like I just it just when I was thinking Mm -hmm. about talking about Mm -hmm. Pasek and Paul, I really was also really referencing that that thought, that line. And like Oh. Oh, just like this sense of like mm. did they even know each other like had they mm-hmm. ever met had they mm-hmm. you know probably i mean maybe maybe not mm-hmm. and you just think about like that sense of competition i guess mm, is what she was okay. what she was sort of saying the dots you know, are now connecting i was kind of like that, where are you going with this like very significant tangent um yeah but it's, and, okay and, and I so see what you're saying. it's it's interesting mm-hmm. because as much as i like hate love mm-hmm. and love hate Pasek and Paul I think part of that love hate is because of that rivalry yeah. right yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. these yeah. guys are getting to do all the things right because um, right, right. they're they're obviously super talented for sure um, it's also yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot easier I think to make fun of people who are really successful or to you know mm. to hate them Mm-hmm. Um, than it is to make fun of people that are really terrible. Although that's not necessarily true. Sometimes yeah, you I make don't. fun of terrible people. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I don't. Talent. I really feel like I only have carte blanche when it's somebody who's wildly successful, but they're yeah. also like a yeah. hack. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. somebody's really yeah. talented and they're successful. I like that doesn't bother me. Like that. Well, yeah. of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I I was trying to figure out why that that stuck with me so significantly and mm. and when i was realizing that i was going to talk about this songwriting duo i i felt so you love that you love hate some kinship with suzanne vega in that moment yeah. i guess is all i wanted to say hmm. so that's it that's it for me and that's all she um, wrote. the greatest showman i i wish that someone would actually write a, a movie even if it wasn't a musical about uh-huh. P.T. Barnum so that we could learn something because the thing that sucks. Oh, this is my this is my tangent. The thing that sucks is when people make movies and they call them biopics right. or biographies, then people take that information away as if it oh, is true. Oh, as truth. if it was like gospel. And, so, yeah. and it's not, there's nothing true about this movie. Hmm. Like, for example, in the movie, when he starts his, his, um, uh, his circus. He's thirty-five. In real life, he was sixty. Oh my god! He started really? The circus. Yeah, That's he had, actually fa- a fun he had fact. failed all of these huh. things, and 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 yeah, it's just like there are so many things. There are so many creative liberties, as um, as they're called. Uh, let me see if I can find just one or two other ones. Yeah, Barnum didn't get into circus until he was in his sixties. Wow, um, that is fascinating. Uh, let me see. Was Barnum a good man? <laughs> Was Christopher Barnum Columbus exploited, a good man? Barnum exploited children, mm-hmm. the elderly, and people with disabilities. Despite <laughs> there being an anti-racist <laughs> sentiment in the story of Carlisle and Anne, Barnum Ooh. bought a slave after slavery was outlawed and exhibited her oh autopsy. Oh, God. Like the controversial accusation that Hamilton glorified slave owners by uh-huh. failing to acknowledge the fact that Alexander Hamilton owned slaves, this over- oversight doesn't tell the whole story. And these actions alone paint a grim picture of Barnum's moral compass. Whoa. This is from um, Screen Rant huh. uh, by Bella <clears throat> Ross, this information, by the way. Well, so, that yeah. would be a much more interesting show. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like, let's learn about what the what, hmm. who was this fucking person. 
but I no, we should you're right. do. Uh, I think we should do you're Bill right. Cosby the musical exclamation mark. That's gonna well, be now. Gonna there pitch. is a property. <laughs> We're gonna pitch busy on that one. <laughs> oh, it'd be a little dramatically inert. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> I mean, yikes! Wow, I mean, there would okay. have to be some really creative staging. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll think on, on that. that. Note, we'll think on that. We'll think on, on that. that note, um, friends. Friends, we, we briefly bid you adieu until yes. next time. Should I say I have to pee? Should we? Oh yeah, I mean I'm it's sure kind of true. You, it's kind of true, pee, though, right? So yeah, yeah, I mean I can always I can always pee. So all right, it's kind of like right. how many um, times? How many times do do you pee during the night? Um, like five? No, no, we're not there <laughs> quite yet. It's like one. Pushing two, but yeah, one really. Do you yeah. do you sleep closest to the bathroom, or do you have to like go around? No, I go. I, I commute around the bed. You do. So, you do. Okay. All right. So All right. yeah, yeah, but no, we're not. It's not like uh, we're not fully at like you know like bed adult diapers yet. quite right, yet. Right, right, so. right. But as you know, you know, I, I work around things. So pre theater, pre flight, pre car drive you know i'm like a raisin i'm like yeah so yeah 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 um, we 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 both learned mm-hmm. okay so All we're right. gonna take a break we're gonna say goodbye we're not gonna we're take gonna a break. say goodbye we're gonna say goodbye we're gonna say we're goodbye, goodbye. till okay. the next goodbye. time goodbye till we see you again there is-